0: Down Baby They've been over backwards to kiss this dude's ass. Now thought they start kicking his ass. Like there's only two. You kiss somebody's ass or you kick their ass. There is a middle ground Hey everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Wall Street Journal podcast. It's been a long break since uh, the last time we put out a pod, but the NBA season is back. Every team has played about around 15 games, so the season is rolling. We're about a month in. It's been an entertaining season so far, but on the line with me is Rohit.
1: What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Good talking to you. It's been a while.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. I think last week I had this uh, urge, you know, us being Lakers fans, you know, last year didn't end the way we wanted, and that was primarily you know as much as other people would say otherwise i think we you and i know that if we were healthy you know that season would have turned out different um so it's not the best but you know we are um our team is eight and six and i think i just wanted to like kind of get some thoughts out there and wanted to you know just get your feedback as well um just primarily about westbrook uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I i i will say so I, you know from my side, I, I think both of us can agree that when the f- trade went down on draft day, you know, I we, I think it's not a secret that you and I are both not fans of Westbrook yep. or uh, West West as Skip Bayless calls him. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was really excited on that draft day because it was all these rumors or reports that basically we were going to get Buddy Heel for. Mm-hmm. Montrez Harrell and uh, Kyle Kuzman I was like oh this is amazing like Buddy healed like you know I was getting myself really excited there's like all these <laughs> stats about how he's basically the third best shooter behind like Stephen clay since he's come into the league um and it's like perfect player to play with LeBron he's never had a shooter like that besides like Ray Allen but that was at the end of his career um You know, I was like, this is all amazing. And then it was like a last minute change. And it was like, oh, we're sending KCP, Harold, Kuzma and a first round pick for Westbrook. And I was just like, oh, man, this is uh, this is not going to work out or not a fan of the trade at all when it happened Um, and haven't been a fan of the trade so far. Um, What are your thoughts on Westbrook?
1: Westbrook. And I had the same reaction you did. I think it took me a while to like first be like, wow, we're actually getting Westbrook. I mean, there's so many aspects to it. I mean, Westbrook himself is like, he's a character. He kind of brings along a lot of his own energy. And, you know, he, he's an extremely athletic player, has a lot of talent. But if you watch him over the years, he's like, he's, he's, like, he, he's maddening for anyone who watches him. I mean, he has like an amazing play. Like he'll, one end of the floor, he'll have the most amazing play, then have like a terrible turnover right after it. And you just go through such a swing of emotions when you watch Westbrook. And I'm like, oh, man, we got to deal with that now on our team. And, um, I mean, and our team also, like, the Lakers, like, yeah, you know that we have plenty of issues with shooting, free throw shooting, and, like, uh, yeah, especially three-point shooting and issues with spreading the floor. And, like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense from that standpoint of adding a guy who's a ball-dominant guard who doesn't shoot the ball all that well. I'm like, again, it's like he's a big name. It's a big splash in free agency. But it's, like, the fit and whether he'll work out on our team, it's, like, it's hard to after after watching this team for like what three three or four year three or year four of LeBron now being on the Lakers year four now of LeBron on the Lakers it's it's hard to fully get behind the idea of Westbrook and seeing him fit in this in this offense but i mean i we, i could be wrong about a lot of things i mean i was very wrong about Rondo i mean i i was i had a very similar reaction we got Rondo that like the one of the a couple post seasons ago and he saved us in the postseason but it's hard to play off rondo (laughs) but rondo at least yeah he has like a playoff record and he's shown that he like shows up in those moments westbrook is just erratic i mean he has moments where he's looked amazing and moments where he looks terrible but he hasn't put together like a defining postseason run in his career and like you know he had kevin durant you know and they went fairly far together they went to the western conference finals but they haven't really meant went much farther than that It's hard to get behind Westbrook and see How he fits on the Lakers so that's how I feel immediately um, I went to the opener And w- watched it live and I mean Again like Westbrook was missing like point blank Layups He's, he was sh- Missing all kinds of shots wide open Threes and I mean again it's a long Season and I get that but it's just again Like it's hard to be very like Confident that Westbrook is going to be our guy To get us through the postseason and you know It's, it's, it's going to be a work in Progress at best and We'll see if it works out, but I'm... Yeah, it's hard to be too optimistic.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, um, you know... Everything you just said, like, ho- completely makes sense, which is why it was never made sense to me why LeBron wanted him. Like, apparently LeBron wanted Westbrook, and that's why Palinka had to make this trade. It was just like, you know, LeBron wanted him, LeBron did AD, and they went this route over getting Buddy Heal. Um, you know, I, 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 I guess the one thing about Westbrook right is at least for the regular season and we're already kind of seeing it now when LeBron is out like last year was such a struggle because really no one could like really drive the ball or like initiate offense and I guess that's where like Westbrook is useful like you're saying this guy's like in the least for the regular season he's always bringing energy every night Mm -hmm. like he'll he can like carry teams through a regular season game you know, those boring <laughs> middle of February, like, you know, third night of uh, f- third night in four games. You know, Westbrook's still going to bring it.
1: He, he's going to bring and, it and get his stats, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think that's been really the career of Westbrook, right? Like, this guy's had, like, these triple doubles, amazing stats. And I remember the first season he averaged a triple double and he won the MVP. Everyone's like, man, like, you know, KD left, Russ did this. Like, you know, this is amazing. But then we realized, like, you know, he was get- getting out in the first round every year and the triple-doubles really didn't mean anything. I mean, it gets a team through, gets wins in the regular season, but you realize it didn't it doesn't really help in the playoffs, you know. And that's the thing with Westbrook. You're putting him with LeBron. He's not a shooter and like LeBron is always done best when he's had shooters around him. Um so that's why I was just like, ah, it doesn't make sense. Only it's almost like I'm rationalizing it myself by being like well, I guess the thing is, like, LeBron's already missed some games. So we've seen that. And, you know, Westbrook's a guy who can at least, like, get us through some regular season games. Um, and that's kind of what we're seeing now.
1: Yeah, I'm just also confused about, like, yeah, where we're getting our, like, you know, not offense is one thing. And, like, if you have enough talent on the floor, like, between, like, you know, I mean, I mean... I guess we don't have to be all doom and gloom on this podcast even though we love to be all doom and gloom but I guess like, you know, Mello's been a pleasant surprise in terms of uh, bringing some scoring punch. Uh, then like, you know, Westbrook, I think Westbrook, I mean, he he could get better as the season goes on. I mean, that's, as, as he finds his flow and we're already seeing that some games he's he's looked, he's started he's started to find his own, especially when LeBron has, hasn't been on the floor. But my other big question is just the, the defensive identity of this team. Like, where are we going to Where's our defensive identity? Like, I mean, we always have Anthony Davis, and he, is, when healthy, he's gonna be our anchor. But like, our is this team, especially with Westbrook, be like in the age of our our team collectively, will they be able to play consistent defense to make a postseason run? And that's like, I don't know. That's it's like, it's it's a it's a maybe, but uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. That's like, there's so many question marks on. Could like there's enough? To, there's a lot of big names, a lot of talent. We all get that about this Lakers team, but it's like, where is where is all of this gonna get, like happen? You know, where is the offense gonna get created? Where is it? Where is when it comes down to the X's and O's? How's it gonna play out? So that's like kind of the big question about the season, and uh, so far I haven't gotten too many answers yet on that front. <laughs> it's, it's very early in the season, but um, yeah, there's a lot to be figured out on that front.
0: No, you're right. I mean, you're right. Uh, Melo has been like a great, great, like pleasant surprise. It's like, wow, okay, this guy's like can really shoot the ball. I mean. I think you, you, me and the shot, you know, back in the day on, yeah. on 2k, this guy would be automatic, like with that mm-hmm. release, <laughs> but it's almost like sometimes some nights it's like he is playing 2k, the way he's shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. But I think a couple of things, right? We're slowly getting some of these guys who were injured back. So Wayne Ellington's back now, like he's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, He was injured to start the season. He played his first game. And I kind of like, like, yesterday, we finally saw those two guys were in the starting, uh, or at least THD was back in the starting lineup. Ellington was playing. And the one guy that you and me, you know, always a Laker killer that we were so excited (laughs) that we signed, Kendrick Nunn. (laughs) And this guy, he's still hurt. He's supposed to be the backup point guard, you know, for Russ. And I I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nunn can stay healthy. I can actually see him, like, closing out games instead of Russ some nights just because he's a better fit next to LeBron he can shoot the ball better he's younger more athletic or maybe not more athletic than Russ but definitely younger and you know guys like him Malik Monk and THT that those are the guys that were supposed to bring the youth to this team Mm -hmm. and we're kind of seeing that now like THT and Monk are playing and I'm just like waiting for none to come back because that's a guy you and me have both liked in the past and he's he's, always killed us
1: he's great no I think (laughs) No, that's definitely a valid point. I think that's a kind of a broader trend across the NBA. I think like get, uh, we t- we had a podcast earlier this year about all the injuries and you know how they piled up for like major star injuries on a lot of teams and a lot. Most teams are still kind of not at full strength yet, and a lot they're waiting for a lot of their guys to come back. Hopefully, in the second half of the season. I mean, like Kawhi on the Clippers, um, Clay on the Warriors. Um, Jamal we Murray, have Jamal Murray for the Nuggets. Exactly, major like contenders in the West they don't have their like second, first, or, like best first or second best player on their team. Uh, so I mean, the the Lakers are like don't have the thankfully don't have their the stars missing, but they have like a lot of key pieces that aren't there. So I think there's a lot of like basketball that's going to change as the season goes on. So I think yeah, it's going to be a work, very much a work in progress. I feel like at least until like All Star break, uh, to see where. Even get get some sense of what this team could look like in, if we make the postseason. So we'll see. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, the the Westbrook piece is Westbrook. Yeah, again, it's. I don't want to be too harsh on him yet. I mean, we ha- he's he's there on our team now, and we have to kind of accept it as much as like it wasn't our first inclination to go towards him. <laughs> it's um, like
0: that. It's like when you have a child and you're like, all right, but it's. Yeah, now it's, we're it's trying it's to my-
1: rationalize and trying to figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll have to find a way with Westbrook. Another thing, kind of on that related note, it's like, it, it's also been extra hard, dude. Like, yeah, just to, because we're venting on this podcast. Like, man, like, Caruso's looked so nice on the Bulls. <laughs> and even Kuzma's been shooting the ball well. It's like, yeah, oh, man. All these guys KCP's nice. Are, like, all these guys have been, like, killing it on their new teams. And it's just, like, I'm having a little bit of, like, a remorse <laughs> when you're, the, you broke up with your ex and you're like, shit. <laughs> She's it.
0: Well, here's the thing, right? It's, like, you're right, the other day I was like, holy shit The Wizards and the Bulls were the top two teams In the East, and literally It was like, the Bulls have Lonzo and Caruso The Wizards have KCP Montrez, Kuzma Like, all these like ex-Lakers all around And, yeah, they're all Thriving, and that's great But, I mean, here's the thing, right? When you play with LeBron, you play a role um, and, and it sucks, you know, not everyone is like That's not what they like to do or want to do You sacrifice your stats and unless some guys can still get their stats, like Anthony, we see AD. You know, he still gets his stats. Um, but ultimately, all the, the one thing Caruso, KCP, and Kuzma, you know, they all got a, cha- a championship. We don't. I mean, there's no guarantee they're gonna get another one in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really the thing, right? You play with Bron. Yeah, you sacrifice your stats, but ultimately, you were a Laker. You got famous. You got. They all got nice contracts, and they're mm-hmm. thriving in wherever they are now. But you're right. It's definitely like, man, we let go of these guys and to bring in Westbrook. But I, I will give him this. Right. We've all, we've seen that in Houston and with Washington last year. He's always bad in the first half. He starts slow and then he, he picks it up really in the second half. So maybe that will happen again. But yeah, we can't really judge this team till Braun's back. And I think I would like to see Kendrick Nunn and then like, you know, get an idea of the, the
1: lineup. But there's so many pieces we need still. Yeah, no, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think how the league looks right now, it's like, you know, it's hard. 10 games and like, yeah, slightly over 10 games. And now it's like, it's not going to. It's not very reflective. I mean, and that's kind of. I, I mean, I've always. <laughs> I always call it the preseason, and I call it the postseason the, <laughs> the regular season. Because if you think about how long football is, like football goes from like September to February, basketball alone goes from like April to June in a normal year. So it's like it's like a. It's its own season. You get like four months of legit basketball after the regular season ends. So it's like. Um, yeah, there's a lot of basketball left to be played. But um, yeah, I haven't. Uh, to be honest with you, like I think we were saying before the pod, it's like I haven't watched them play all that much for many reasons. One big one is, yeah, I just don't feel like this is reflective of what they are going to be eventually, especially with Braun out and all these pieces missing. So I'm kind of like still waiting for everybody to come back healthy and kind of waiting for that intensity to turn up. I haven't felt like the NBA has like kind of flipped that switch yet. Kind of on on like some other topics to touch on, I guess, since we're like early in the season. I mean, it's like, Steph has been fun to watch and I mean like the Warriors have been really fun to watch right now and I mean there's only a few teams that are like there's a lot of like unexpected teams or like younger teams that are playing really good basketball right now but it's like um, you know the teams that you expect to be contenders are still waiting on a lot of pieces and I feel like things are going to change as the season goes on hopefully.
0: Yeah, all the Warriors fans that were silent for the past two years—they're all (laughs) coming out of the woodwork now. Yeah, like my dad. (laughs) My dad's like, my dad's like,
1: shoved his Niners gear in the closet, and all the Warriors gear is coming out.
0: (laughs) The Simpsons meme, like literally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally, like all the Warriors fans are like all like posting every other day, like you know, like nine and one, it's like I guess nine and two now. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're enjoying life, but it's yeah, no, I mean, I, I that's like right now it's like. This Steph is like the most fun like probably like one of the few healthy stars in the league right now and he's like he's one of the few of like the established stars have been balling out so far and it's like you know it's like we're, 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 like we talked about last year it's like there's so many key guys missing it's easy to forget like how many of the key like franchise guys in the NBA are still not back
0: yeah, especially in the Western Conference, you're right. Like you already said, Clay, Kawhi, Jamal, like those are like three huge. And LeBron's pieces. yeah, and
1: LeBron's not playing. LeBron's kind of been in and out, you know, since like, yeah. The season I mean,
0: he's getting LeBron's getting those old man injuries now. Like <laughs> the, when Abdominal I saw rectus strain. rectus abdominis strain, I was like, oh man, that sounds like an old guy injury. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think also LeBron. I mean, I'm sure he's like gaming it a little bit. I think he's trying... He is trying to, like... I think last season, remember, he went way too hard at the... Like, me and you were annoyed last season with LeBron and how hard he went at the beginning of the season and, like, oh, God, he's going to flame out a little later. And I didn't really like... He was he was giving a lot of comments to the media of, like, you know, I'm if I'm available, I'm going to play. I don't take... I don't load manage and all that stuff. But I'm, yeah. like... You should alone manage LeBron (laughs) Like it's like It's like (laughs) You have too much Playoff mileage on your body And you know I'm I'm okay if LeBron Especially since we have Westbrook I'm okay if LeBron does this Again like If we're like Hovering around like 600 I'm okay with it Like if like We're able to get in Avoid the play in And get into the playoffs And we're like, healthy, I'm totally fine with it. The play-in was not fun. I, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, man.
0: I know. Just get that sixth seed or uh, ideally at least the fourth seed, you know, so he gets a home court in the first yeah. round. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's why you get Westbrook. I think, you know, we'll see how it works out. But, you know, I, I did want to ask you one thing, dude. Like, the with with Vogel, right, With mm-hmm. he's this coach that went the year we won in the bubble, I think the one thing we saw with Vogel is he's so good at adjustments in within the series like we always were losing game one like every series and then we would come back and then we would win like 4-1 like um we would come basically like be able to make adjustments after game one and i think this is something that every coach of lebron faces where it's like is it the coach or is it lebron making the adjustments right <laughs> and you it, it just never know but I he, I think he was, like, great that first year. And he, especially with the defense, he transformed us. And, you know, he now I'm, like, slowly, it's, like, I, I don't know if he's just, like, losing his voice with the team. But, you know, sometimes the lineups he plays are just so, like, out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that this guy's, like, a great coach in the playoffs. And, you know, I'm just, like, worried to, like, to see how he's going to do with, like, without LeBron. Because we've seen that when he doesn't have a healthy LeBron. You know, he's not the same coach. <laughs>
1: yeah no Vogel yeah I mean I think when we first signed Vogel before they won the chip and all that it was like you know a lot of question marks and I mean I I've always thought Vogel like yeah like you said exactly like he's a defensive his he's really good about bringing out a defensive identity with those pacer teams with you know Paul George and and Roy Hibbert those those defense those teams played Miami really tough and like you know those are like some like battle it out fairly like low scoring games a lot of double digit final scores in those series and that's because Vogel would be you to know, muck up the game and really make it a very defensive series um, and he did that in the bubble as well and you know that's that's why we won the championship so I got to give him credit for that in terms of the adjustments from game one, uh, I'd say that's probably more a LeBron thing. I mean, if you look at th- throughout the body of work of LeBron teams, they all he's like terrible game one. Like I, I like I expect him to like with LeBron series, you usually expect him to drop game one. It's like if you know he wins game one, you can start to expect it to go four or five. But if it's like if he drops game one, it's like, OK, this is going to be an unusual series. Maybe if it's a easier team that you expect him to win in the first round, maybe win in the like maybe win it in five. But it's like he always drops game one, so that one that one doesn't bother me too much. Vogel, yeah, I think it's it's been tough. I mean, I think it's in his defense. I mean, yeah, he's been getting a lot of flack. I've seen on Twitter that Vogel's been getting like kind of ripped on Twitter. Um, Some of it's his fault, some of it's not. I think there's just a lot of new pieces on this team. Like, this team looks nothing like it did last year. And, like, yeah, with someone like Westbrook, who's, you know, a critical part of this team now, it's, like, it's going to take some time to adjust and um, develop that identity. So there's still a ton of question marks. I don't know if, like, all of it will pan out. And, you know, it's, like, um, as the season goes on, we can see how everything comes together. And, you know, I think that defensive identity with a new team, especially a new team with older guys, especially gonna take a long time to develop like again all-star break is when we should start if we start hitting the panic button or getting worried it should be closer to all-star break but um i don't know how much to put it on vogel yet i think it's still way too early for us to make any assessments
0: yeah i mean i think that's just something all of us in today's day and age right we want like instant results right out of the bat and it's like if we don't get that it's like hit the panic button right away Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's what we do but you know, before we close off this pod, I think you kind of touched upon it, you know, just a quick preview playing the Bulls tonight. Um, man, the Bulls look nice, dude. Um, I don't know if you caught any of their highlights or anything, but Lonzo... Dude, they look,
1: they look nice. You know, I've, watched, I've seen some of their highlights for sure. I think they... I mean, they just look like... They're just like, in a lot of ways, they're the opposite of the Lakers. There's a young young team with a lot of raw talent. I mean, Levine broke out last year, so you knew that they already had, like, that talent on their roster, and now they've added on some, like, critical pieces. You know, that now they have... DeRozan, Lonzo, Caruso, like, I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. I mean, they have a lot of great guards, a lot of pretty young guards. It's like, they have a lot of talent on that team. So, I mean, uh, out of the gate, they're like looking really hot. They're running the ball, they have their own version of Showtime going. Um, You know They look great I mean I think it's There should definitely be A playoff team in the East It should be exciting To watch them all year Um, How far they'll go I mean we'll see But again I think the East Not not as dramatically As the West It's like um, There's still a bit of like Again like you know Injuries and uncertainty And like the The real contenders Are still looking Kind of like you know, you're not sure yet. You know, it's like the Sixers obviously have the, the cloud of Ben Simmons still looming over them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, man. The, the Nets have the cloud of Kyrie <laughs> Irving looming. Like there's just so many like so many like big st- so many stars yeah. that are just like kind of like in flux right now. It's like it's very hard to... Uh, Again, it's like hard to say how this season's gonna play out. It's a really weird season, and so all the t- the teams that are like had a good training camp, have their full roster, and have a young team, are looking pretty solid right now. And like you know, that's those are the teams that are playing well right now. The teams that are like kind of in flux have some injuries and or like <laughs> holdouts for a variety of reasons. Um, that those are the ones that are still kind of trying to find their way. So the Bulls are yeah, definitely dude. benefiting from that.
0: I completely forgot. Yeah, we don't even have like Simmons. Like, we don't, who knows what's gonna happen there? No Kyrie. Like, who knows? Like, same there. I mean, K- KD is like just looking great. But so the Nets are fine, and embiid have been pretty good. So those teams are fine. But you're right. Yeah, and and then the Bulls. Like, you know, the one one player like everyone trashed for signing was DeRozan. Mm-hmm. But you know, DeRozan's like kind of he's got that like OG like mid range game, and like it's old like so reliable, and I think that's really helped the Bulls out because they got. Like Levine, Lonzo, like all these guys, shooters. But then they got like Derozan just like killing it in that mid range. I don't
1: know. They've been fun De- to watch. Derozan's always been like a solid B minus player. You know, like if you had to rank him in NBA two K, like a solid like eighty. You know, <laughs> he'll hit those, he'll hit those mid range. He's like he's got he's got his game down. But it's like yeah, like when you start to ask him to do a little bit more, or lead a little, like become like you know the first, the second option, the d- reliable second option, or like God forbid a first option. That's when he'll start to struggle. But if you have him in like a, if you have him in the right role. He's great. Yeah. I mean DeRozan's a great piece to have he on. He just
0: it. had the bad luck of running into Braun in those playoffs, like yeah, all exactly. those years. <laughs> and he um, just realized, you know, there's a ceiling with him. So mm-hmm.
1: last side note before like, yeah, I guess like I was remembering like teams that are struggling and you know, so how do you think like on your thoughts, what do you think like, how the rule changes like with the, uh, you know, like trying to minimize flopping and stuff, do you think that's gonna have a long term impact in the season or do you think it's just gonna be a blip in everyone's radar and you're just gonna see people adapt to it and games kind of go back to what they once were or do you think it's going to be like a, a, a big adjustment that's going to affect the yeah, league this year
0: yeah no I really hope it's not a blip um, I mean it's just been so much better to watch in the sense that way less stoppages like no like there's not like a, a foul like every two minutes you know it's just been so much more smooth the games the game flow at least um, and you know sometimes these games like say I put on like a game starts at seven um, or It it, it usually will not, like, finish before, like, two and a half hours or whatever. But I've been noticing, like, these games, like, finish, like, at a much faster pace. Like, and it's great, right? Like, as we know, like, everyone's attention spans are just not as long. And I think the NBA made, like, a conscious decision. Like, you know, we got to find a way to shorten the stoppages, reduce the stoppages, like, reduce the number of fouls. And it's made the game much better. And obviously, you know, there's some guys like Harden and Trey Young who are like adjusting. But, you know, they're, I think they're good enough players that they'll find a way to adjust to these new rules. And hopefully, I'm really hoping it's not a blip and the refs like stay consistent with this kind of like the way they've been calling the games.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I've definitely noticed. Yeah, with the end time of games, like wow, like sometimes I like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna check in on this in the 4th That I'd usually be like for a West Coast game, I'm like oh, I'll check in at like nine fifteen, nine thirty. The game's over by then. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> I've no, definitely noticed noticed that piece of it. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with I agree with all that. I think the scores have been like the the worst part, dude, is just like uh, the last. Two three minutes of a game taking half an hour plus is just was just unbearable it's just been horrible sometimes like you're just like but i can't even imagine for you guys on the east coast trying to watch like a west coast game and having to deal with that like i'm trying to get to, you have work in the morning it's like twelve thirty one one or sometimes 1 and it's still going and they're like reviewing an out of bounds from the fifth angle or like just like seeing if there's a foul at this particular angle and it's like ugh it's the worst so yeah and I, I hope it's here to stay too um yeah so this season should be interesting a lot of yeah, a lot of things still very much in flux. I feel like, you, yeah, this is just a quick snapshot. So this will be a cool little time capsule to look back on. But I feel like, yeah, the season's going to look very different as as it progresses because there's so many question marks on every team. And, yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah, man.
0: I mean, we're only 15 games in. And so, like, like I said, there's so many players to come back. <laughs> maybe someone will get vaccinated and come back <laughs> someone will end their holdout so there's all these stars on the sidelines that hopefully will get back soon and it's only going to make the season that much better
1: yeah but we, call- we started this pod to talk about Westbrook but yeah I think I feel after talking to you I feel a little bit better I mean I, we'll see how it goes I think like I guess uh, part of it is rationalizing but I mean again I haven't been watching too too much yet but We'll see as it goes on. Like, you know, we have all these big matchups coming up around the holiday and Chris- the Christmas matchups and all that. And today is a big game too, so we'll see how yeah how he the continues key, to evolve.
0: The, the key is when we if we make the playoffs, you know, at the end of the game, you know, Russ cannot over like he, he can't he can't hijack the game, you know, ball's gotta be in LeBron's hands. Um, you know, that I just hope he knows that. That's that's the only thing I'm worried about.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. And like yeah, I just I still don't know who's gonna shoot late game free throws on our team. I love Braun. and Mello, I mean, Mello, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, we just feed mellow all day. Like I mean. Yeah, as much as it's like, the one thing I can't defend uh, LeBron, I, as much as I defend him as a LeBron stand my whole life, it's like yeah, his, free th- his late-game free-throw shooting, it's like, yes, when he goes to the line, I am nervous. Like, uh, he's nervous, I'm nervous too, because <laughs> he just doesn't, he's not consistent enough at the late-game yeah. free-throws. And he always is changing up his routine, so, you know. Yeah, I'm like, you can see that he's not comfortable taking those, and like, yeah, I agree. If, like, Melo goes to the line, I'm like, all right, cool, we're going to probably make both of these <laughs> westbrook <laughs> i definitely wouldn't feel that way um ad is usually yeah ad going there i'm less nervous than when braun goes there too yeah so we'll see we'll see a lot of stuff to play out so it should be an interesting season and uh yeah i mean i don't have much else to say in terms of westbrook it's like we'll have to we'll have to learn to love him i guess yep wait and see he's our
0: child now so <laughs> <laughs> all right man Good talking Man. to you. Yeah, it was great catching up, dude. Well, we'll sign off on this pod. Till next we'll time. Sign off. See ya.